Welcome to the Cannabis Supply Chain Podcast. My name is Patrick Aylward. We're hosted by Yacht Solutions, and we're here to engage with our community to understand multiple perspectives in order to make impactful changes through conversation. We appreciate you listening in and tuning. If you'd like to follow and subscribe the podcast, check out Yacht Solutions' webpage and whoever we're interviewing for today's episode. We would really appreciate that, and we thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Cannabis Supply Chain Podcast. My name is Patrick. We are hosted by Yacht Solutions, and today we're going to be interviewing Jeremy Dahmer with FRX. Um, believe that he has a four-year career in the cannabis space, and he's worked for two other um, CBD companies, I believe. Could you tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Patrick. Yeah, um, sure. love to Love to see the content creation as it's happening and, and be a part of it. Um, so yeah, I've been with FRX for just over a year now, and um, Pharmaceutical RX, FRX for short. We've, uh, but prior to that, I was in hemp and CBD for about two and a half, three years. So yeah, about four years total in the cannabis space, and that was, um, you know, sort of in, intentional to mm-hmm. really learn more about um, the overall plant in general, the processes, how. Mm-hmm products are made. And, you know, as you know, there are so many similarities. And when you're in the CBD world, um, you know, the endocannabinoid system is something you talk about all the time. So I feel like that was a nice uh, way for me to hone in, um, or I should say, become more knowledgeable Mm -hmm. in that area, because that's one of the beautiful things about this industry is it's so vast and the advancements in technology are as well. So it's an ever evolving thing that we're constantly learning about it. It's not like it's like the internet's not like you're ever going to complete it. So, um, so yeah, it was a nice segue into that. Prior to that, I came from pharmaceutical, medical device, healthcare sales in general. So okay. yeah, this is a great way for me to utilize a lot of the skills and uh, some of the same activities, I guess. Uh, so it's very familiar in how I, you know, deliver the same messages and talk to and engage with people as I did in the past. But now mm-hmm. I've got a, you know, much, um, uh, subject matter that's much closer to my heart and something I truly believe in. So that's, that's awesome. Um, was that like right when the farm bill passed for him? Like when you got yourself in? It was shortly after that. Um, yeah, about a year after that, I guess. Um, and then we had a couple of the, you know, um, amendments to that, that, um, in Kentucky, of course, you know, opened things up. And um, well, so I've worked with several companies, not just, you know, um, in one particular area, but for a little bit, we did have some customers that were hemp farmers, um, you know, and partners, actually, that we we worked with to help move some of their product. And I still work with some of these people, you know, some of my friends from that world, you know, in helping to connect them with people, um, you know, and it's great to see some of the actually some of the same people I worked with uh, before getting in the license space are actually working in the license space now, like folks with like whole plant up in Cleveland that um, they were actually at the expo. Um, so they're oh. working with Benelieves. So that's great. You know, there's crossover and it's nice to see the two entities, if you will, you know, work together. 
Heck yeah. I mean, cannabis is cannabis. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter um, whether it's um, THC or it's CBD, CBG, CBN, you know, THCA, THCO. I've been uh, consuming (laughs) cannabis long enough and I'm a big enough fan of it. As far as I'm concerned, if I go out to like a bodega and there's a a gas station cannabis product that uh, intrigues me, I have no shame in in trying that out. You know, I'm not saying that I want to... support some of those uh, like bad actors that might be in those spaces because I know that mm-hmm. our industry is actively trying to like coexist with a couple of different things that aren't on the same yeah. page as we are but still you know cannabis as a whole uh, it, cannabis is cannabis can you yeah. touch on um, like the differences that you've recognized um, from the supply chain that was when you're in hemp versus cbd versus now being in thc and also mentioning that um i believe you're a part of the group that kind of like transitions between ohio and pennsylvania for pharmaceutical uh yep yeah okay cool. yeah yeah well you know first of all just as far as like the cannabis is cannabis thing i i agree and if there's something you know that works for one patient um mm-hmm you know, that they picked up in a bodega or a gas station or a CBD shop um, or pharmacy, and that works for them. Amen. You know, that's great. We need um, that access. And, you know, regardless of what our position is on the regulations and how all these products are packaged and marketed and sold to customers, what choice do we have right now, but Mm -hmm. to coexist and, um, and try to work together and, and educate, right? So, you know, um, I think it's important, but, um, but yeah, as far as the supply chain, um, the differences, well, one, obviously you've got the, the interstate commerce is, Mm -hmm. is a huge thing. Um, and you know, so for example, we had, um, my, the first company I worked with, everything was grown in Colorado, um, and oddly enough processed in California. Um, and then, packaged and distributed and, and co-packed in, um, in California. So, can I, and can I interrupt to, yeah, please. Were, were you able to, um, like be a part of each one of those touch points? Like you got to travel to each spot or you just learned about that? Yeah. I mean, no. So no, I didn't, I, a couple of the spots, you know, yeah. so yeah, I had visited, That's really um, cool. yeah, yeah. It was definitely interesting. And then even, you know, with other, uh, companies. So, um, you know, here we have um, some companies, again, that um, people growing hemp in Kentucky. Um, and then you've got some folks over here in Cincinnati um, area that, you know, I don't, I haven't been in touch with them lately, but, you know, mm-hmm. they were sourcing from Kentucky, uh, either processing themselves or sourcing distillate and then making the products that they're, you know, whatever it is they're making. Um, so yeah, you kind of see a little bit all over now that I think more closely resembles something like we do here in that, you know, it's that local I'm dealing with local people. Um, although, you know, you're crossing state lines still, but yeah, I guess, um, just that it, obviously it's more open. Um, but it's also, you know, it's, uh, there's so much more, um, to sort through, um, when you're dealing with that, like it's unlimited, which is Fair great. Enough. I can work with anybody, but now I got to really figure out, you know, who it is that I want to work out and what makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have things like drinks. Um, And I guess it would be no different other than the federal, you know, interstate regulations in terms of, um, 
you know, you'll deal with, you, obviously in THC, you can't cross state lines. Um, but, you know, with drinks, for example, like, you know, it's very, uh, it's very cost uh, prohibitive to produce just canned or bottled drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, knowing where, where your distribution is in relative to your, your um, plant, you know, is, is, is really important. Um, you know, and then the logistics that come thereafter. So like in, in Ohio or any, I guess, any other licensed state, we don't really have a choice. You know, we've got, okay, this is who you can work with. Um, now in terms of the plant, obviously like with, um, you know, packaging or other solutions that we would require, we can, you know, go outside of that. But as it relates to the plant itself, yeah, it's very, um, you know, very different in terms of how, how they operate. Can you um, touch on on your job with FRX a little bit and kind of like your work here in Ohio and what you've been up to? Yeah, uh, may, maybe even like go into you know supply chain podcast. What what it takes for you to you know accomplish your work here? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. So I um, my role is brand sales ambassador. So I um, you know I greet the the public in many ways. Um, in pop-ups or patient education days um, that we, you know, set up from 11 to 3 or sometimes all day and really talk to patients um, about the products and answer questions. And really, it's not so much just, I don't view it so much just about, you know, promoting our products specifically. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. whole idea. But, you know, we'll run the 20% sale on all FRX products and um, so they kind of naturally gravitate towards that anyway, but mm-hmm. I really enjoy connecting with uh, patients and, you know, finding out you know, what they, they need in terms of information. So they're always great conversations. Um, so that's a big part of what I do. The other part is working with the dispensaries themselves and introducing our products and then bringing the products on the shelves. And then how do we, you know, how do we support that? Like, the, the patient education days, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, how are we a good partner? So, um, and then just really managing that sales process for, I kind of handle the Southern part of the state predominantly. Um, we have a small team, we're a small company. So um, it's my boss, Sean, and my partner, Nikki and I, Nikki handles really all of, uh, more of an inside oh, role really? with logistics. Um, and she has some of her own accounts too. She's got a few accounts that she manages, runs everything. I do myself. Nikki runs all the logistics, though, planning the deliveries, invoicing, you know, dealing with metric, all that. Um, so my role is really to to find new business, to maintain and, and grow current um, business and then and then manage, you know, the activity within um, as the as we grow and as the program grows with the additional 73 dispensaries coming on you know, we'll, it's going to be tough for me to get around even to all of them mm-hmm. in the South. So we'll be bringing on more brand ambassadors, um, but I'll still um, continue to go out and, and work patient education days at, you know, some accounts. And, you know, I think it's extremely important, um, you know, to have an understanding of what's going on, you know, in, in, in the dispensary, whether it's the sales floor or the lobby and, and then uh, talk to the patients and, uh, you know, and continue to, you know, work that end of it. But, you know, as I mentioned, I think a big part of it, um, I'm viewing my role and how I do things, you know, you always want to keep it fresh and try to 
do something different um, mm-hmm. and not just sell product, right? You don't yeah. want everything yeah. to be so transactional. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and one of those things is, you know, like, look, I don't care um, what, what product you buy, if it's a new product that we happen to carry or a new form factor for a patient, say RSO, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. um, you know, Hey, I, what's this? How do you, because we do have RSO and there aren't a ton of companies that make it, but it's mm-hmm. great value for patients. Um, and it's a great story, you know, to learn about cannabis, the Rick Simpson story, how that all happened. And then mm-hmm. the benefits from the, the RSO itself are tremendous. So that's, and I always tell people, look, just go home and Google it. I'm not trying to convince you to buy it today, uh, but Google Rick Simpson oil, learn about the story if you want, and then learn about what it can do for you and then give it a shot. And I don't care if you buy ours or not. I mean, we'd love for you to, but, mm-hmm. but try it. Um, and so that's really, I think, one of the uh, directives I'm looking to, I guess, broaden even um, in, in these efforts, but also um, like as a, pro- as a program and a, as a representative of the program, as an industry employee and as a patient, because mm-hmm. I was a patient, what, two and a half, three years before I was, you yeah. know, in the industry, but then also, um, you know, as, as an advocate um, of the program, we need to do more in educating the public of the benefits of the program, obviously, right? Because our numbers in the program are down. Um, and, you know, we both know some of the reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just is going to take a little more education um, out there with the public. Um, so more community-centered um, educational events, I think, are something that I want to move to here, um, you know, in the next few months. And especially, again, with the 73 new dispensaries coming on, I'm super hopeful that that's going to um, increase interest um, mm-hmm. for at- access, you know, for patients, because 73 new dispensaries, hopefully that's going to, uh, to engage patients that weren't otherwise due to geography. And also, um, you know, I think naturally, we're going to see more competition, which is a good thing for everybody, and mm-hmm. ultimately patients. So men, maybe a lot of these concerns that patients have had uh, for not joining the program or prospective patients, I should say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for not joining the program would be alleviated, perhaps with, you know, a little more education. So, so yeah, yeah. We're, our job is definitely to, to talk about our products and grow products, but, you know, it, more patients, you know, the, the more uh, business for everybody. And, you know, plus I just think that there's so much value to what, you know, more people can benefit from. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, I, every, everyone's saying the same thing. That's for sure. Uh, I've, I've been a, able to interview a few people this week for the podcast and it's been um, a, a resounding thought and um, way of improving everyone's supply chain across the board is, is getting out there and educating people and letting them know what's available in, in Ohio right. and, and what kind of products each person or um, business is offering, which is pretty interesting to me because you know, some of these folks um, have been and had careers, you know, completely out in California. Some people are uh, like you are coming from something from Kentucky or uh, maybe it's in hemp. So it's it's interesting that yeah. it's something that we all feel across the board because it's also um, sometimes it feels like, and I speak on my experiences at dispensaries across multiple places. You know, I feel this way in Michigan. I feel this way in um, California and Illinois, but a lot of times I feel like uh, I'm treated as if 
I'm supposed to already know the information, which for somebody like me is fine, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and somebody like you, it's fine because right. we've actively gone out and searched for the information and sought it out ourselves. But when you're trying to create an industry and you're trying to um, get people information, they're not going to actively put that much effort forth in finding it out. So right. uh, it's really a, a difficult thing. Can you uh, maybe speak on both like the patient side of that and then the dispensary side of that and how it's uh, maybe easier for you to accomplish those things? You know, like what, what tools might you need in your supply chain to better educate patients? And then what might you need to get into dispensaries a little bit easier or, you know, like improve your supply chain and on both ends of that? Well, yeah. So, I mean, definitely. Um, well, I think, you know, more and more patients are becoming increasingly aware of environmental factors and um, there's a desire to, um, you know, to support companies that, that are engaged with really um, being aware and in tune with you know what's going on not just packaging but from an entire process mm -hmm. um and you know how clean they are and and green they are and you know we're and I, i'm not really getting into a huge promotion on frx necessarily but you know as you know we have a very organic um methodology and soil grown and uh recycling our soil and sharing the nutrients among the plants and communal troughs and so forth so as a result, I think it's very important, not just for us, but any brand um, to to really continue to and improve in in all areas. So packaging is definitely one, um, you know, and I think, you know, we have the tree farm cartridges as well that uh, donate a tree for every uh, purchase to trees.org. Well, that's just an example. You know, that's not mm -hmm. in itself, um, but it is, you know, supporting that sustainability. So but to better answer your question. Um, you know, I think convenience, obviously, um, you mm -hmm. know, education um, on some of those things, um, like what it, what is it that the customers want? Some customers, I don't think, are necessarily, um, you know, as interested. But supply chain, you know, goes into like what's in the product, what's, you know, what mm -hmm. what is in it from terpenes to heavy metals to cannabinoids. So transparency is definitely one of those things that I think it's hugely important um, and just being able to communicate that. Um, we obviously have our testing, um, you know, that we communicate to patients in the C of A's to show, um, you know, show what's in it, what's not in it. But then I do think it's, you know, it's just important to be as transparent as possible all the way through the process. And we're not perfect in that regard yet, but we're mm -hmm. certainly working towards that, as I know a lot of people are. Yeah, no, transparency is uh, definitely up there. Uh, I find it. And everybody very says that, right? Like everybody <laughs> says transparency. It's like the hot, hot thing. But, you know, you pretty much have to, you have to be. Um, and, you know, one example of this, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, seems like a minimal thing, um, you know, from a high level. But, you know, we just had a situation where we've had, and you may have been aware of this, where our shake bags, um, you know, we're, we're mislabeled and oh, patients huh. thought they were rough cut. Um, so, you know, it's just like, well, what one thing to one person is something to mm -hmm. somebody else. And, and so as it relates to supply chain and packaging, we've looked at, 
um, bags with windows for one. So regardless of what we call it, you know, mm-hmm. you can you, you can see, you know, and if that's something you're interested in, great. If not, you know, then you can move on. But uh, so, yeah, little things like that. And one thing, you know, um, about these patient edu- education days is great. You really get feedback and you get a perspective that that you wouldn't have heard otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are the same thing. So, same questions, same feedback. But you always, you know, hear something new and fresh. And it's a reminder to me that I'm not the average consumer um, mm-hmm. who, you know, nobody is. <laughs> we have lots of different people that make up the average consumer. Um, so really being mindful of what's important to you um, mm-hmm. as opposed to what I think is important, because what's important to me, I think about that. But then, you know, I have to remind myself, OK, wait, you know, some people don't care about that and a lot of other you know, people would be interested in this. So, so yeah. No, I think those are all um, really great points. Um, And as we're wrapping up and um, still just like thinking about supply chain and whatnot, um, when, when it comes to transparency, I think, I think it, um, maybe we just have to have it because we are cannabis and because we have so many stigmas still to break and Mm -hmm. uh, so many, I don't know, like, entities to to appease before we're like there um but what what do you think um we can do people like you and i for the future of our industry or the future of our supply chain you know whether that's you know if you want to touch on it real quick for five-year future or maybe you just want to touch on immediately here in ohio but yeah yeah that's a great question patrick um you know i think well you know with we definitely have to continue to educate the public about what's what's available now, what we can do now, and and um, you know the benefits of being involved now. Um, but you know it, we have to continue to evolve in the ways that you know we were just talking about with with transparency and um, you know and and I, again really moving the entire discussion and. Um, the plant forward as opposed to just product again and being Mm -hmm. transactional to me that's like and again that that's important to me but Mm -hmm. um and i know like i just said i'm not every customer but i gotta believe you know that um especially in this this is not just like milk and cheese Mm -hmm. and you know uh, coffee um maybe more like coffee but you know it's it's Mm -hmm. just um it's it's important to really um you know, view it that way. And I think most people that appreciate the cannabis plant um, look at it that way as well. So it, it's really um, important that we, I guess, represent the plant in that way mm-hmm. and continue to. Like, I have no concerns that, you know, that cannabis is going into the milk and cheese aisle tomorrow or that it's mm-hmm. going to become that much of a um, of a commodity like it, like that, I think I trust that it'll always be, you know, a little more specialized. But um, I guess my point is really that, um, yeah, that customers in this space, in my belief, want to um, be more engaged with, you know, just what's going on, not necessarily a branded transaction, but developments in the industry. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is a, a specific device or, or technology in terms of uh, processing, um, you know, extracts that we don't know about yet that is revolutionary or really exciting these people. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, making it more about 
uh, the plant. And to that end, you know, home grow. Uh, we don't have any official statements on this yet, mm-hmm. but you know, and I think most of us that work in this industry want to see want to oh, see yeah. that and support that. And um, you know, we've we've already talked about uh, bringing, and we'll have to get. Our, our grow team on here eventually, um, mm-hmm. but they, um, you know, really talked about rolling out some content, um, if not at least in person, you know, mm-hmm. educational Q&A, you know, because be they cool. have so much, you know, a lot of people in this industry, have, have, we've done it, and whether it's just one, one plant or, you know, a few, or, you know, but I think a lot of people would like to, and if it were legal to do so, um, we've got a lot of great people and in in the industry as a whole in this state and others that would love to share that information um and i think that so those kind of things really important um teaching you know another thing um cost is a big barrier right that we hear about and knock Mm -hmm. on our program and you've seen reports out that that you do that how we compare to other neighboring states um and you know that's great and all but um but yeah, cost is is something that people talk about all the time. Well, you and I, like you're, to your point about, um, you know, you and I can walk in a dispensary in any state and be just fine um, and even maybe know how to look for deals. But I think mm-hmm. maybe that's another important thing that we can do yeah. as an industry is to point out, look, it's not all, um, you know, $45 for an, for a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a lot of ways to stretch your dollar um, and make the most of it um, with great deals. And I think oh, yeah. maybe, you know, drawing attention to that, um, you know, in, in ways maybe that um, that would be helpful to the average patient, you know, because a lot of people think, oh, well, it's just, you know, they look the price per ounce, which is really tents added up <laughs> you know yeah, you look at that cumulative cost and people say oh well it costs that much for an ounce in ohio no way but that's mm-hmm. not really the case you know yeah no no i totally agree i think uh barriers to entry like uh costs are definitely a, a big part of getting things ready for the future and I, I think the education piece is there so i think that was a nice way to wrap it up um before yeah. we finish i got like just a, a minute or two left what um, would you like to shout anybody out or uh, plug anything that's going on at, at FRX? I uh, appreciate your time today. It's been it's been really yeah. great. But you know, do you got any, anybody else you want to talk about real quick before we finish up? Yeah, I'd just say you know, um, again, I think for the purposes of this, um, I again just really appreciate everything you're doing, um, mm-hmm. and we have a great community in yeah. Ohio, folks in the industry. I think we met about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the medical marijuana meetup. So if anything, no, I shout out all of our, our, our industry peers and uh, not just industry, industry peers, but advocate peers, um, mm-hmm. you know, that help make everything go. Um, we've got some great things going on at Pharmaceutical RX. We're super excited about it. But, you know, really, I would just say, yeah, um, let's just keep doing what we're doing in the program and, um moving things forward but i would you know eventually like to bring on um as it relates to to the subject matter some of our more expert um folks i'm more of a generalist if you will like a you know know enough look to be dangerous in a lot of things but um but our real experts they're amazing alex is an incredible grower and 
as well. You, sir, are, are uh, an incredible expert in your field and you're doing wonderful things over at FRX. I'd love to uh, speak with and have more of the team on. And the whole point yeah. of the supply chain podcast is to get everybody from every background. So sales and bankers yeah. and uh, four-year veterans included. We really appreciate your time today, Jeremy. I'm sure that uh, yeah, man. I'll talk to you soon. Um, will you be at the meetup on Tuesday? Next I week. am. I am. Yeah, I was excited. Like I said, I think that's where we met. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. the Halloween one, but I'm excited to see Bonnie. Um, yeah, I think it might have know. been, actually. I think it might have yeah. been maybe like Halloween, but I think it was like October, November time of the yeah, year. Yeah, so yeah. Hopefully yeah, we'll get I, more people out. Absolutely. Yep, okay. for sure. Appreciate your time. You have a good rest you of your as day. Well, my sure man. We'll talk soon. Awesome. All Later. right. Thanks, Patrick. Bye.